You might not believe this, but this one time, a long time ago, well, not that long ago, I actually shot a porno with three girls. I am Gregory. Do I have your attention now? <laughs> okay, so look, I literally did that. It wasn't like a sex tape. It wasn't like a like a fucking tape, but it was uh, adult content. Yeah, it was. It was. It was unique. So, let me tell you the whole story so it makes sense and it really um, comes together in a nice, clean. Fuck, it's not gonna be clean. A nice way. Okay, there wasn't this one time, but this is the one time I shot. But I, there were other times. But we're talking about one time and. Um, I got to tell you the whole story to tell you this story. And this story makes sense only if I tell you the whole story. So the whole story is really very, very, very important to hear. So, there was this period of time, way before you you youngsters in your 20s knew what the internet was. You only know what it is. The internet was the wild, wild west. Wild, wild west. And you could literally do anything you fucking wanted to. I mean, you literally could. I mean, there was... No regulation, no restriction. You can do whatever the fuck you want to do. And it was around this time I realized that people were putting porn on the internet. And uh, me being a hungry, paper-hungry motherfucker, Skrilla Stacks, Cheese, Brie, Cash, that's what I'm talking about, person that I am, uh, determined that making money off of images and pictures was the way to go. So, um... I was like, I can make something out of this shit. So, I lost my job. I didn't lose my job because technically I was there fight. I quit. That's a difference. I quit um, my job. I think it was the time I quit, but it doesn't matter. But I was off work for 11 months. Um, funny enough, at the end of this 11 months, I um, thought I was having a heart attack because I wasn't working. And it was just anxiety and stress. But it felt like a heart attack to me. So I went to the hospital where you go when you're having a heart attack. That's where you should go. You shouldn't go to Toys R Us. You should go to, well, you can't go to Toys R Us. Nah, them motherfuckers don't exist. <laughs> like Bigfoot. Ain't nobody seeing them motherfuckers. But what I did was um, I was off work. So a buddy of mine gave me all these CDs. This is back in the day where you could download software and you could install that shit on your own computer. And you have... $5,000 worth of software for the cost of two, two, to, two to six DVDs or CD, depending on what you put them on. So, my boy is like, man, here are these CDs and shit. You can do your shit. So, I literally had like some 3D software, um, some other software. I didn't know what the fuck it was, some server software. But the software that really intrigued me was the software that allowed me to make websites. And this is the early 2000s, like 2001, right? 2001. So I get up and I'm like, every morning I'm getting up and I'm tweaking with this software, tinkering with this software, trying to figure out how to make websites. Tinkering with it, just trying to figure out what they were. Nothing that was able, there was nothing out there to teach me what it was. I would just learn them on. 2001, 2005. This window, this time frame goes on. So I'm um, playing around with this software every day, you know what I'm saying? 
eventually I learned how to link pages together and create links and create content and create layouts and all that good stuff. Well, from there, I said what I want to do. This is before I knew. Okay, let me back up. So, this period of time, the when I think there was no internet, um, there was no internet like today. Uh, video wasn't a big thing on the internet. Pictures weren't even a big thing. If you had a site uh, with pictures, you were the man. It wasn't common. It wasn't common at all. So, and there was no social media like that. Well, there was, no, MySpace wasn't even really around. There were just Yahoo groups and Yahoo chat in front of them at Black Planet. Black Planet has seems to have been around forever. But anyway, Black Planet was quite an influence on me. So, what I started doing was building sites based off what I saw, what I had interest in, which was porn sites. So I would look at porn sites, and there were a lot of these porn sites were very, it was in this infantile stage, sort of more or less. Uh, one of media videos, simple shit. So I was modeling my sites after um, what I saw online. I was doing shit, taking pictures from everywhere else, and building my sites out, and making that shit mock up. So um, to do this, I came with the idea and I said, I'm going to build my own fucking porn site. I'm going to build my own site and get my own pictures and I'm going to sell that shit and I'm going to make enough money to buy me a Maserati. Because back then the Maseratis just started to come back out. They were really hot and I wanted a Maserati. So, I spent time, you know, just honing my craft. And while I'm honing my craft, I'm looking for cameras and all that shit. All the things you do when you're making a you know, porn site. You're becoming a porn producer. The smutty poor producer. <laughs> so, I found me a camera, and I ended up getting a camera, and then a, a digital camera. And by, by, by digital camera, I mean a $600 camera back in 2004, early 2000s, rather, which was like a ton of fucking money. I mean, it's a ton of money to buy, spend on a camera because digital pictures were really just becoming a thing. Like, just a few years before that, you could have a camera that had 32 gigs of memory, and you could take tons of pictures. So I was like, you could buy the big-ass 32-gig cards for like $60, some expensive-ass price, but you could take all the content that you wanted. So when I bought my camera, I bought two 32-gig cards. So I had 64 gigs. I was a bad-ass 64 gigs in like 2005, I guess, 2006. And I know I'm jumping 2001, 2006, but this, the, 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 the story is more important than the timeline, so bear with me. So I had my camera, and no, 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 I bought it in 2005 because that was the first time I actually got models to take pictures. So I got my camera, and my whole thing was I need a name. I need a name, and I need a site. So I need a name, and I need a site, and then I need a plan. And so we came up with a name, and by we, I mean me and my wife came up with a name. Yes, I was not alone in this venture. So we came up with a name for a site, and we came up with a name for a business, which I'm not going to say because the name is still awesome as fuck, and no one has come up with it yet, and it's mine, and I own it. Well, in the future, if I want to use it, I will, so you won't know it, but I came with a site, started a site, right? And um, 
I needed pictures. So what do you do when you need models and you don't have much money? You recruit friends. That's what we did. So my first step was doing regular pictures. And they weren't really like, uh, you know, risque pictures. They were like, I wear a sexy outfit, but I'm trying to wear my underwear. I'm wearing lingerie. So I, I was that guy. I was doing lingerie pictures and photos. Had a backdrop. Had some ideas. And mind you, I was in my late 20s, so I was very eager and very aggressive and very creative. So uh, I took all the pictures. I put them together on a site. I put them together, put them in the photo gallery, and I created a member site. And I, got a, I, I had a couple of people sign up. I promoted it loosely, not really aggressively, but I promoted it a little bit, and I had people sign up for shit. It was going okay. But the problem was, now I needed more pictures, and then I needed more people. And that became a problem. So I'm like, I found a few people, I called a few people, saying, you know, reach out to them. There was really um, no... Easy way to find people. Uh, around that time, a couple sites came out. Uh, uh, MySpace started popping, and that's when you really started getting the first gen um, Instagram models. That's what they basically were, because MySpace uh, opened up the opportunity, opened up opportunities to uh, young girls to put pictures of themselves that they were doing, taking pictures where they doing rap videos, just taking pictures and creating profiles. That was what they did. That was, that's what MySpace was. MySpace gave you the opportunity to expose yourself. No pun intended. Or to gain exposure. Uh, during that time, I know there were a lot of models out of certain South States. Uh, I know, um, even, uh, she's not popular anymore. She got fell out, but Tila Tequila was one of the ones I would communicate back and forth with. Uh, just seeing, you know, say, hey, you want to work with me, whatever. So I reached out to everybody. It was a, it was a small community because there weren't very many, and you knew everybody who was out there. But again, you need models, but you also got to pay them. So I couldn't pay them, so that kind of just fizzled. So it fizzled out, and uh, maybe a couple years later, thirteen, twelve, six, yeah, around early. Teens, early teens, thirteen, maybe twelve, maybe twenty eleven. I um I had started discovering video. Now prior, actually prior to twenty twelve, I found some sites that started streaming video. It had video uh, uh content posted, and I was like, "Oh shit, this is much better than what I'm doing," because the video is like moving pictures, <laughs> like it's nineteen twenty seven. Hey, the moving pictures, go to movie pictures. Movies. That's what they call. That's what the name movies come from because they move. But um, <laughs> they're movies because they're pictures that move. But um, I was like, all right, what can I do with this shit? So I like, I can't afford. I couldn't afford motherfucker to make pictures to make pictures. How am I gonna get this shit? And I didn't really know what to do with it. So. I got. A, I took a second shot. I found a few models, and I was like doing pictures, a little more risque, not much, not not very, not not not, not extreme shit. Just really like by today's standard, they're just glamour photos. That's basically what they really are. They're glamour pics. Um, but um, it was around the time I realized there was a niche market for video. 
And it wasn't like, okay, so, so like, we all know that there's, like, straight porn where you have, like, the vivid videos and Hustler and all that shit. But then you have the, what well, at the time it was considered dark web porn, where it's, like, fetish shit, uh, BDSM shit, uh, bondage, all that stuff. Now, I had no idea that bondage existed. Matter of fact, when I found it, I didn't know what the fuck it was. But it was interesting. I was like, what the fuck? Are they, what is this? So, in finding it, I was like, hmm. There could be some profitability, profitability in this. Now, here's the problem. Um, I, I was into a niche market. I found a new market. But I was like, how the fuck do I make money in this? Who does this? And how can I find people to do this? And then I don't know how to do it. So the first thing I did before I even reached out to people was start researching what it was. And I researched it through books. I bought some books. I watched some, read some stuff online. Um, I joined some sites. Well, I joined some sites, like member sites. But I joined some group sites and started reaching, watching people with what people did and reading it. And just learning and, and watch. I'm really good at observational learning. I can watch what people do, you know, figure out what they're doing and then learn how to do it from there. So, um, going on from there, I was like, okay, this is really fucking interesting. And it was taboo. Like, <clears throat> like it wasn't mainstream pornography. So, my mind's like, this is taboo. It's not mainstream. I can make some money off this. And <coughs> from there, that birthed the name of my perfect website. Now, gotta find models. That always seems to be the problem. The challenge. Not a problem, the challenge. So, I was fortunate enough to come upon a site that has... Um, I'm not gonna say a site's name because I don't want to give them promo because they're not paying me. <laughs> but it, it was a site solely built for people that have unique, uh, unique or um, like desires, you know. So I joined the site and uh, created a profile, a production profile. We're looking for models. Put ads out there. We were looking for models. Uh, prior to this, I going on different sites where they had like looking for adult talent, which was totally bullshit. But this one was finding homegrown talent. I mean, when I say homegrown, I mean uh, first time out, fourth time out, sixth time out, brand new to the industry. I want to try some stuff. So doing this, I actually found some professionals. Uh, I found some models that actually travel, which is a whole other discussion in and of itself. You know, the ones that go from state to state uh, by themselves traveling and working. They have an intricate network. It's very interesting. But um, from there, I, I think the first one we f I found we found was a young lady from the West Coast. And I reached out to her. She responded back to the message. I said, all right, well, you know, nah, 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 what's your rate? So all that stuff, we negotiated. And we set a date. Now, I had never done this before. Never done this before. All my experience was with, uh, was, um, all my experience was, I don't want to even say personal because I mean I you know play around with rope and bought I bought tons of shit stuff that I thought would work and, but it was all just experimental and I uh, remember the day that we did the shoot I was nervous as shit 
But uh, I went through with it because I'm not a quitter. <laughs> you know? Um, so we, we rented, I rented a hotel room. Um, this young lady was from California. And she was doing her circuit here in Michigan, in, in our area. And, uh, you know, so we meet up there. All three of us, me and my wife, you know, the, the girl. And um, I have an ability to just maintain my cool and be comfortable and confident in a situation even when I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. And this is one of those little moments where I didn't know what the fuck I was doing, you know. So uh, she shows up. And uh, I'm like, uh, you know, do the whole thing. Like, my name, this is my name. This is my wife. We're doing the thing. So she's like, all right, okay. Well, no, what's your plan? And I'm like, all right, well, this is what I'm thinking. Yada, yada, yada. My mind went to a hotel room. I only got there maybe a half hour before she did. I really didn't have it planned out what I wanted to do. I just had some stuff I wanted to use, and I figured I wanted to shoot. So. Um, we get in there, and there's a couple things that you don't really think about. Mm. You're shooting your, shooting your first uh, fetish video. I'm going to call it fetish. I say my porn, but it's really a fetish video. Um, when, when, when these models work as much as they do with different talent, different guys. Okay, let me back up a little bit. <sighs> Think about the first time you and your significant other or your boyfriend and girlfriend or any boyfriend and girlfriend, if you were in a relationship, uh, had your first intimate moment. And it was, you know, it was special, I would hope. But you probably weren't, be, probably weren't fully comfortable with them. So, you know, you get ready to do the business. You may take your clothes off, but the lights off, you know. Uh, you're not really, like, facing them. You're not having casual conversation. You're hoping that the moment and the, the sexual tension kind of keeps everything going to where you're not. It kind of overshadows the discomfort or the anxiety. And that, that, that's not what, what was experienced here. No, 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 not the least. So, <laughs> as we're talking... I'm, I'm giving an idea. I'm, I'm giving the instructions of what I'm thinking we're going to do. I think we're going to tie you here, tie your hands up to this chair. We're going to do this, whatever, whatever. But I want to be able to do this. Then we use this device, whatever. And I'm talking to her. She says, so you want me to take my, under, my clothes off? And I'm like, yeah. Um, side note. Um, as a guy, I don't care if it's professional or personal. When a woman says, so you want me to take my clothes off, there's a little piece of you inside that says, this is not normal. It's not that easy. Stop. Pause. 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 <laughs> Something's not right. That's what happened. And I'm like, I hesitate. I'm like, um, I'm not sure. I said something to that. I said, like, okay, yes, yeah, that's fine. Then go ahead. And she just undresses just like you would take your shoes off coming home from work. I'm like, oh, shit. This shit is really real. And this motherfucker is really that comfortable, like, naked all the time. Like, I'm not taking my shirt off in Mixed Pump Company because, yeah, yeah, I'm not going to really do that. I ain't done no push-ups in six months. So, I'm not going to really do that. But apparently, she was comfortable with it. So, 
I'm like, all right, cool, roll. So I halfway through, I said, well, let's hold on. What, what kind of outfits did you bring? And she pulled out her duffel bags with all her gear, everything. And she's like, well, I got this. You can wear that, wear this. Now I'm feeling like, holy shit, this is a real production. I'm really doing this shit. And I start feeling good. Like, yeah. It's something about watching your, seeing your idea come together, come to life, rather. You know, because in your head, you don't really believe in yourself. You know what I'm saying? You, you, you're questioning yourself. You're down yourself. And you're like, is this something I really want? I really, not one, but that's the wrong word. I really can do. Like, I, the best thing, I, the closest thing I can compare it to is building a car from scratch and then taking it on the road and driving it 100 miles an hour. Like, do I really trust in myself that this can be successful? You know what I'm saying? So, I'm like, fuck it. That's how I roll. That's how I roll. You know, that's my confidence. My confidence level is like, fuck it. If it's bad, I'll let somebody else tell me it's bad. I'm not going to tell myself this shit is fucked up. I'm going to do it and then I'm not, I'll let somebody else tell me. I'm not going to tell myself. I'll let somebody else tell me this shit is fucked up. So, we go and I, I, I break this down to three different sets. I come with one in a chair. I think one with her laying across the bed. Maybe it was two. I don't know. I have to go back to the film. I, I go back and look and see what it was. So, the first one, I think we played Damsel, uh, Damsel in Distress. She's kidnapped. She's chloroformed all that bullshit. So, we do that shit. I'm shooting the shit. And I think my wife is shooting. She's acting She's acting as the kidnapper slash, you know, evil dominatrix. And we do the whole thing. And I'm watching it. And I'm recording it. And I'm like, oh, shit. This looks, this looks good. This looks good. This looks like shit. It's like shit going into shit. I don't know how good this is. Horrible. I'm, I'm doubting myself. And I know I said, fuck it, let other people doubt me. But I'm, I am. I'm being real with y'all. I'm doubting myself. I'm doubting my ability to do this shit, right? And that's what I think. Like, shoot. Now, for this video, we only paid her $200. Which sounds like a shitty amount of money. But let's be honest. $200 when you're not budgeting for your house so it's not a household budget it's an extra expenditure it's a lot of money to pay somebody for something that may not may or may not make money so you're taking a risk but i paid 200 bucks so we shoot the first video first set and then we do the second set and uh you know at the end i'm like i hope i got good content i hope it worked now um and also, I'm like, you know, if it doesn't work or, you know, something didn't come out right, I'm, I'm really fucked because I wasted, wasted time. A hotel room at $200. Um, but I also still felt a sense of accomplishment. Hmm. Um, I, I had a newfound respect for, you know, obviously women that shoot this kind of content because she didn't know me. And I did some things in the beginning where she came in and said, hey, this is my name. My name is such and such. This is my wife's name. Here's my ID so you can see I am who I am. Because I always, you know, obviously you do a thing. You sign up waivers and the, the waivers and release forms. And you have to see their ID. So I did a thing where I said, you know, here's my IDs. On the up and up, we, it's a fair exchange. You see who I am. I see who you are. It's a trust thing. 
But you don't really know where this is going to go. You don't know if it's going to be profitable, if it's going to work for you or not. It was a risk. So I got home that night. You know, my wife and I talked about it on the way home. I think we stopped at Burger King, which was our customary thing to do after this. Oh, yeah. By the way, this was the this was the first time, but it wasn't the last. But um, we stopped at Burger King. Maybe we didn't. Maybe we did. Maybe we didn't. Maybe that was another time. But we talked about it after the fact. And uh, I got home. I looked at the footage, and it was it was pretty decent for a first time out. But um, uh, I learned a lot from this. You know, I learned a lot from it. Uh, uh, from going from taking simple photos to a video to meet somebody you never met before. And, you know, full disclaimer, I mean, that full week before that, I was really nervous because I, I, I'm, I know as she came by herself. She didn't come with anyone else. She came by herself. But I would think that she meet someone she never met before, just met online, and, yeah, I pay you this money, you come do this video. I didn't know who I was meeting. For all I knew, she could have had some homies sit outside the door and set me up and rob me and shoot and kill me. So there was, a, there was an actual risk there. But I understood after the fact that it came with the territory. Um, you know, after this, I think we shot two more after that before we kind of called it a day. Uh, for whatever reason, maybe we paused it. Maybe we haven't we haven't we haven't gone back down that road. But um. I will say that for me, my goal was to put content together and promote the content online and sell it and make a few dollars. And, you know, it's it was something that was exciting to me. It was, it was interesting to me. It's something that's, you know, intriguing. Uh, I, I, you know, I, I made those things about it. It's, it's, it's something that's, that's, that's of an interest to me. You know, the whole idea of it. Uh, I'm, a, I, I'm always been a people watcher. And through watching people, I've learned that, you know, there's more to us than what we're we're presented. The layers to the human being are deep. And they're not, they're they're much more than what we're shown. You know, they're more than what we think or we, we, we let on to uh, uh on to what's the word I'm looking for there's more to people than we um uh, I don't know how to say this we're, we're snowflakes we're more intricate more 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 complex people are more complex than we let on to um and I don't think it's a bad thing um, we did two more, like I said, we did two more shoots after that. One time, one, one of the girls came with her boyfriend. And by that point, I didn't give a fuck who was in the room. I was just that comfortable with what I was doing. I've, I've, no, no, I've been told by some of my you're really good at this. Um, I, uh, I got to the point where I was building devices. I was building contraptions for you to sit on me and be tied to, be harnessed to, and all that shit. Um, I, you know, uh, to a uh, 
some degree, well, to a large, no, large degree, it actually allowed me, as a person, to learn more about me. And I, th I think that's very significant. I think I think that no, that that is. I don't think that is. I know that's a very significant benefit from this. You know, I know earlier we talked. I talked about the Halloween party we did. My wife and I talked about the Halloween parties we went to and things of that nature. Um, but doing this really let me uh, help me understand what it means to be who we are. And what I mean by that is, it's simply this. There are things that we allow ourselves to do because they're socially acceptable. But more importantly, there are things we disallow ourselves to do because we don't want to be judged as being or seen as being, as being different from other people. All of us have things that we keep secret to ourselves. And I personally believe that a life that's lived without fulfilling your own goals, your own desires, is a life that's not worth living. If you can't be comfortable in the skin that you're in, how can you live with yourself? This was something that I wanted to do. Now, true, while it was something I had an interest in, my goal for contacting and working with models was purely to make business of it. Much like a basketball player loved to play basketball, but he wouldn't play in the NBA if they weren't paying him. Sure, he played the part, but he wouldn't do that shit every day. You know, it's it's, it's a learning opportunity. I learned, I learned a lot from it. I'm sorry for yawning. I just get late, and I'm trying not to yawn. But you know, once you yawn once, it just it becomes contagious to yourself. But no, it's it's true. You have to be honest with yourself, uh, with regards to who you are. If you're not, then you're lying to yourself, and that's the worst lie to tell any. You can lie to other people. Don't lie to yourself. You know. Um, I can't say that I will or won't return to that, 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 that business. But it always is a part of me. I never will forget the jobs that I did. The people I work with. And contrary to popular belief. These are not horrible people that we work with. These are not like the the, the stereotypical uh the stereotypical perception that all these are drug addicts or um, homeless children or girls that were sexually abused. And I, I say that some of them are, are aren't. They, they, I mean, obviously, yeah. But uh, the first girl we work with, she's still working to this day. She has her own site. She has her own model she worked with. And um, She's producing content for herself. And she's doing it. This is what she does. And I think she's probably close to my age now. You know? Um, she's that, that, that she's doing what she's doing because she enjoys it. She files, she's, her life is, is fulfilled from what she's 
do it. These are not bad people. And I, that, that's the one thing that I, I, I really want to stress. They're not. No, you know, it's society. It's, it's, it's really hypocritical. Um, it's a multi-billion dollar industry, yet still no one claims to do it. You know, <laughs> it's like the drug industry. Say no to drugs. I don't do coke. No one you know does, does coke until you see them doing coke and they're drug addict. You know, I'm not this. I'm not that. Yeah. Somebody's doing it. Statistically, you have a one in four chance of being one of the ones that does it. So let's not shit on the people that we get off to. Some people, a lot of people get off to every weekend or weekday or weeknight or week afternoon. I don't know. They're doing it and they're making money from someone. So if we're going to shit on them, we need to shit on ourselves. That's all I'm saying. So that's my story of the first time I shot a porn or fetish, I guess, video. Um, how many of you have done something that you might have felt ashamed about or maybe you're a sex worker that has been uh, who's been misunderstood uh, maybe you've dealt with some of the stigmas that society has placed upon a lot of the those in your industry uh, I say this um, whether you're a stripper or um a stripper or a um, porn star or cam girl doesn't matter. You're doing what you do. And if you feel comfortable and you're being empowered by your ability to uh, control your destiny and make your own choices and you're comfortable with what you're doing, fuck whoever judges you. You hear me? If nobody else supports you, I do. Because I understand what you guys go through. Guys and girls. Because they're guys that do this work too. So. Alright. I'm going to wrap this up in that right there. That's going to be my last point. I'm not going to go any further with it. Because pff, why bother? I'm giving you enough meat to chew on. No pun intended. <laughs> Alright. You guys enjoy. Drop your comments. Let me know what you think. I am Gregory at Outlook.com. Here's the email if you don't see it below linked. Let me know what you think. Let me know your opinions. If you've gone through things, if you have some comments on our subjects and topics that we discussed, not just in this podcast, but other, let me know what you think. I'm eagerly awaiting to hear what you think. All right. I'm Gregory. <laughs>